What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fight Junkies on this beautiful Monday. I got Austin in the building. He's doing my producing and engineering for the day. I'm excited to be back. I'm a little, I'm a little tired. It was a long weekend. Great weekend. Phenomenal weekend. Epic weekend. Hope everybody's doing okay. Um, I'm very excited to be here. There's been a lot going on, and I had a, you know, a very awesome Saturday with my dad at the UFC Apex. I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, we're going to dive into Mackenzie Dern a little bit. Um, probably dive into a little bit of boxing. But we're certainly going to break down what I believe is one of the best women's five-round battles I've ever seen. Did you watch the fights, Austin? Yes, I did. I had some some lines open on that, but yes, I did watch the fights. Okay, what would you think? Did you, did you enjoy them? I think most of us did. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty good. For a fight night, they were really good. Yeah. So if you, I've, and I'm going to explain this for people that, you know, I have some family that watches. Um, my mother-in-law, she's learning the game. Actually putting a lot of effort into, shout out to you. Um, and my wife, my wife's been watching. She's a super fan too. But for, for everyone that watches that doesn't understand, like when I say I'm going to go to the Apex for a fight night, uh, fight nights are, let me backtrack, COVID hits. Dana White, we've, we've gone into the fact that, you know, he did not want to shut down and quarantine. So what he did was make his own bubble. And with that bubble came what we now know as the UFC Apex. It's about... I don't know, what would you say, the size of a basketball court? Uh, the, I know the building itself is bigger, but like just in the apex, maybe a basketball court. I'd say bigger than that. It's huge. Yeah, it's, okay. So what it is, is it's a self-sustained octagon with very little seating for Dana's friends, family, and for the fighters in the UFC that want to attend, uh, you know, some special guests uh, in the and. That's pretty much it, and I and I don't think I know now that they do some some tickets uh, to to some of the fight nights. But originally, it was just a place to have privacy for the fighters to be able to broadcast live on ESPN uh, across the world for everybody to watch during the pandemic. Does that sound like a pretty good assessment? Okay, yeah. So the apex is literally what I said, its own entity. It's its own octagon. Everything that you could need to put on fights. They just recently started going to different states again. So fight nights are non-pay-per-view cards with a five-round main event bout that are not, you know, for a belt or for a championship, uh, but they also put on great, tremendous cards like this weekend. A lot of the fight nights now that COVID is in the past, they're back on the road. So they're going to, you know, North Carolina. They're going all over the, the globe again for fight nights and pay-per-view. But occasionally they put on, you know, once a month or twice a month, they'll put on fight nights at the Apex. I was at the Apex uh, this weekend. I brought my father with me, which was tremendous. Um, shout out to Jake Ellenberger. I appreciate you, brother. If you didn't know, Jake Ellenberger, legend in the game, but absolute stud and just a gentleman. I gave Jake a call. 
I don't know, last week sometime, and uh, I said, hey, I got my dad who's coming in. You know, he's a 9-11 first responder. He's also a vet. And I would, you know, be honored if you could come to the Apex and uh, meet my dad. And he did. So thank you, Jake. He got us in the octagon. My dad had an absolute blast. Um, and it's the first time that my dad's been called a hero out in public multiple times. Um, so that, that you know, I want to send some gratitude to, to Jake Ellenberger because um, he didn't have to do that. Absolute stud. Thank you for your service. And thanks for all the fights you put on for us fans to watch over, you know, an amazing career. So, yeah, I had a great night. Uh, holy smokes, the fights were good. Joaquin Buckley, we just we just we just spoke about him. Went down a weight class. Um, absolute stud. Did has done tremendously well at 185, but he was more of I won't say a 50-50 fighter, but it was like win three, lose one, you know, win two, lose one, win. And, and now I just see him, you know, on his way to this uh, at that weight class. He was just so dialed in. He got a spectacular KO. And he just looked incredible. In person, I mean, I was probably 10 feet from him. Monster. Absolute monster. And what, what happens is when you go down a weight class, especially 85 to, to 70, you know, that's a pretty big difference. Which means that you're going to have to, whether you want to or not, sustain a healthier lifestyle. And that that's what he did. And he looked incredible. Um. Good for him. I, I look forward to see what he does at the welterweight division. Welterweight's always been death row, you know, the gauntlet of a bunch of killers. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he does in that division. He also has one of the, if not the best, definitely a top five knockout of all time with uh, that spinning kick to the face. Holy smokes. So that was one of the awesome fights. He got up on the cage and was, was yelling. He got the whole, the whole apex was just going nuts. Another fight that uh, I was really excited to see, but I was in the back actually uh, getting some water, and, and with my dad, we were at a table with, with John and a couple of people, and Michael Johnson. Man, Michael Johnson, is he's my, well, I think I got him by a year. He's 36. He's been in the game for 13 years. Let me move this microphone. Yeah, 13 years he's been in the game, which is a long time. I mean, with this is a hell of the fight game is is brutal, and, you know. And outside looking in, I, I just don't. I'll never know what the what these fighters go through when it comes to injuries and and motivation and focus and work ethic, and then balancing a family life and businesses and everything. So for someone like Michael Johnson, who's I won't say. I'll say I'll say this with no disrespect because I know who he is. He's an absolute stud in the game. When it comes to like the the common fan who came around during the pandemic, I'd say he's he's kind of unknown in that aspect because the pandemic with Dana White having you know the only sport that was actually running at the time, there was a lot more people that tuned in because there was nothing to watch, and then they became fans. Michael Johnson has been fighting. You know, 13 years. So when he was running through death row, I mean, if you don't know him and the caliber of fighter he is, he has a spectacular knockout against Dustin Poirier, who is now 
you know, going to fight for the BMF belt and probably the one, number one contender spot at 155, I would say. Would, would you agree with that, Austin? I mean, who, who else is at, at that weight? We got... Gaethje. No, who, yeah, so out of that fight, whoever wins, Gaethje or Dustin will yeah. probably be... What's up? What's Charles Oliveira's fighting Darius still? Yep. In Canada, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Tony Ferguson's matched up with Bobby Green in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, yeah. so they're probably going to be... So if you think about where Dustin Poirier's been, you know, beating Conor McGregor a couple times, uh, well, one time and then a broken leg. They're, they're one and one. I, I hope they run it back, uh, even though they had three fights. Dr. Stoppage. We'll see. But, I mean, he was at the pinnacle of the game. You know, fought the likes of Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier. He fought everybody. And now he had a, you know, a little bit of a skid, and he came back. And I was super stoked. I was actually eating some barbecue. What is it, Main Street down in the Art District? You're from here. Where they ha- there's, It's called Soul Belly. Shout out to Soul Belly Barbecue. Um, they have the best barbecue, I think, in all of Las Vegas. I, I bet one of the best barbecue I've had since living in Louisiana. Just absolute. Give us a week. We'll change that. <laughs> yeah. But when I was there, uh, Michael Johnson was walking by with his entourage, and uh, he looked good. You know, in person, he looked good. This was, you know, the day before the fight. So he this was right after his what? No, this was Thursday. So that means he was actively cutting weight because he had to make weight. So that tells me if you're out walking around with your boys that you're, you're pretty dialed in because you're not too worried about making weight. And most guys are still dying in the hotel room, you know, covered in towels, hitting the sauna back and forth. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I was really excited to see him come back. And when I was in the back eating, everybody just went, oh, shit. And I looked at the screen, and he was just out cold. And I saw the replay. He took a overhand right from hell that immediately knocked him out. There's a lot of times where, you, you know, the guy will get hit, and then they'll come in for the second hit, and that's when it puts him out. He was completely... Lights out. And then the guy, I, look, I know the the ref is supposed to pull him off. It's in the heat of battle. He dove in and got that that second hit. Kind of like similar to what happened to Bisping. Did you see the knockout? Yeah, I, uh, I'm mad about that fight. Not because he lost, but because everybody's all of a sudden surprised that we have knockouts in UFC. And they were like, oh my God, this is so like, like all the commentators after like the post fight, uh, where they had, I think uh, Rashad Evans was on it. They were like, wow, man, we really, we don't like seeing this. I'm like, then why do you watch the sport? That's exactly what I want to see. What, it, like, I don't know. It made yeah, me go mad. watch soccer. Yeah, go watch, go, soccer. Go watch but, soccer. Go watch LeBron flop. If you want to see real men, like I guarantee you, I mean, granted, he did on the, like when they were standing him up, he goes, what the fuck happened? Like you could see him say that. Yeah, but, but that's, I, I, I'm kind of wishy-washy when it comes to that mindset because I'm, I actually, and you you do a little bit of jujitsu. Uh, my dad said the same thing. He was like, there was a couple fights where it was a lot of wrestling heavy. It was a lot of, you know, just on the ground, jujitsu. And my dad, you know, he doesn't know what he's looking for. He doesn't know this guy's going to go knee a belly and, you know, try to ground and pound so they move so he can take his back or throw a Kimura or Americana or arm bar or head and shoulder, whatever. I know what I'm looking for. When you don't know jujitsu and you don't know the sport as a 
spectator or you know a regular fan, you expect the home run every single time. You want the grand slam. You want the touchdowns. So I understand that. Um, but when you really know the sport, as I know you do, you know it's a little more interesting. And I and and that's why I want to get into. Well, first, shout out to Michael Johnson. I hope you're doing okay. Uh, and you come back strong. I know we will. But that's why I want to get into um, the main event, Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. I have another gripe, but I'll save it. No, no, after we no, talk no, no. About Just, it. Can you throw the camera on you while you're, while you're uh, yeah, chatting? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and go Let into Let people your see thing. your face. Um, yeah, let's go into the... I'm going to go into the main event. Mackenzie Dern, Angela Hill. I got to say, I was looking at this like striker versus grappler. I think a lot of us were. A lot of us were looking at this main event thinking Angela Hill is the dominant striker, gangster, been around a long time, fought the who's who in that division, the best of the best. She's going against one of the best women grapplers in MMA. Hands down. Mackenzie Dern, champion, complete savage, got promoted to third degree black belt by, I think, her father inside of the octagon. Um... Just killed it. I mean, her family was right next to me. Uh, her daughter uh, was right there. And I'll go into that later because I have the same opinion as Nate Diaz on that. Uh, I spoke about my wife, about kids being in there. Uh, that's another subject. But I was thinking, damn, this is going to go. He's, she's going to go in, you know, for like a judo throw and, and go right to like a body lock and press up against a cage, take her down and try to submit her and take her back. Holy smokes. That was not the case. All week, Mackenzie Dern said, I'm going to be a little more patient, a little more cool, calm, and collected. I want to go in there and take my time. And when that bell went, ding, Angela Hill came like a bat out of hell, ran right up, and started throwing boxing right at her face. I mean, it was just right out of the gate. And I immediately thought she's going to double leg her, try to take her down, single leg. Didn't happen. Mackenzie Dern, unbeknownst to me, I don't know if I said that right, unbeknownst, unbeknownst. I didn't know that she's been in the lab practicing her striking to the point where tremendous. Holy sh... Amazing. If you did not know Mackenzie Dern as a grappler and who she was prior to that fight, if you just showed up, kind of like my old man, and you watched that fight, you'd think, damn. She's an avid boxer. She's an avid boxer. She does striking. Holy smokes. It was just a back-to-back war. A back-to-back war. Now, I don't know how many five-round fights that they've both been in, if any. I'm not Uh, sure. Mackenzie's been in three. Three, okay. So there's a big difference with 25 minutes to 15 minutes. And what I mean is your gas tank and how much output you're going to do versus reserving your gas tank for energy so that you can have more output in the third, fourth, fifth round because you don't want to fatigue or, you know, cost yourself the fight because you used all your energy. They did not give a shit about wasting their energy. When I tell you that these two women went balls to the wall all five rounds as if it was still the first round. I mean, I haven't seen besides like Michael Chandler, Eddie Alvarez on his way up to taking the belt. I mean, the pressure he put on Colby Covington, Uzman, there's not many people that have the cardio that I witnessed in person Saturday. It was a sight to see. 
it was beautiful. Because I was thinking, man, I've seen a lot of fights, thousands of fights. This is going to go into the fourth, and they're just going to be gassed out. And they weren't. Not even close. Not even close. And it was, oh, my God. I mean, there was two times where Angela Hill, thankfully for the clock, where, like, she was literally holding her her hand so that she didn't get put in an arm bar, and then the clock went ding. Two times. So Saved by the bell. You, you saw it? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but I was I was watching it because I had a parlay where I just needed Dern to win, but then I also had a straight where I needed Dern to win by sub. Oh, okay. And so two different rounds, I was like, oh, come on. You're I mean, that's a good bet. Late. You know, Dern by sub is pretty, you know. I would have thought that was... If she didn't get knocked out by Angela on the feet, which I didn't think was going to happen because I thought it would just... She'd go right to the clinch. That's a pretty good bet, looking at the history of Mackenzie Dern herself. So shout out to Mackenzie Dern. Uh, for the win, she came back through a lot of adversity. She talked about her personal life. She's also a mother, um, and she came back as a full mixed martial artist, and she sharpened her skills. Yeah, so hats off to her and her opponent. Awesome main event. Made the, I mean, it was it was tremendous. Uh, may I? I have so my gripe. Yeah, uh, I want to hear this gripe, please. So I'm not the only one who has this gripe. They should not have gotten fight of the night. Mackenzie should have gotten a performance bonus. When you get 10 7 you shouldn't, it shouldn't be fight of the night. Like, right. like Angela, there's nothing against Angela because she was a dog in there. Um, but she was getting, she was getting like outclassed in every aspect. See, I, I don't agree with that because I was next to the cage. And right. Watching it cage side, it was back and forth the entire fight. Right. I saw the entire fight too. But I just like on the especially on the scorecard where it was mostly ten eight and then a, almost I think there was one ten seven. I mean she had like a hundred more strikes than than Hill. Like yeah, like how do you like if Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner, fight of the night. Yeah, but you're I, looking I at that. you gotta compare it to the rest of the fights that were on that card. And if you look at the rest of the fights on that card, besides like Chase Hooper's fight, which was tremendous. I didn't get to see that one. There was the uh uh what was his name? The uh, the guy who came back. He was losing uh, to oh, he was Dewey's fighting. Guy. Uh, yeah, his buddies were screaming. Uh, Shabazian. Yeah, that that I would have seen more as a fight of the night. That was a comeback, and that was a like at any point any of those guys could have won until kind of the later stages. But like, well, the that, first I round, would, I thought, holy Sh- crap, this Shabazian guy's smoking was him. Shabazian was gonna like he was he was putting on a clinic. I think I'm I think I think that's the wrong name. No, Shabazian, Shabazian lost. He did lose. Yeah, but he was, in the first round. He was, he was yeah. He looked a, like he was uh, dominating. One hundred percent. I think he blew his wad too early, uh, and then the other guys just what a what a heart. You know who I was hanging out with out in the back? Um, what was it? Diego Lopez. Oh, the the dude who fought on five days notice. Yeah, the master the Brazilian jiu jitsu guy. Yeah, the kid that fought sixteen and zero. Shout out to Diego Lopez. Uh, we had some broken conversations. His Portuguese. Uh, in my English, you know, we didn't do too well. Uh, but, you know, I just told him, you're, you know, awesome, awesome stud. And I look forward to him fighting again. And, yeah, there was a there was a few, uh, you know, Calvin Cater showed up. Uh, he left pretty early, but I think he was there to support one of his boys. And But, man, that kid, he's a big kid, too. He's uh, obviously thinner than me, but he was bigger than me. He, he was like six foot tall and was he fighting at 155, 145? I think so, yeah. Yeah, complete stud. Uh, I, I really look forward to seeing him again. So, yeah, maybe we'll get him on the show with an interpreter. 
absolute stud. So yeah, there that I, I agree with the I think Joaquin Buckley almost got also got tossed something. Uh, I watched the post fight presser and Dana White, you know, threw him threw him a bonus. Yeah. Um, oh, Slava Claus got one. He got performance yeah. of the night. Yes. That was a man. Savage. That was a crazy fight. So when it comes to a fight night, I mean that that was pretty good. Uh and then the some of the post fight shenanigans. We can dive into that a little bit. So uh, if you follow me, you know I you know, was hanging out uh, in the back with Steve Will Do It for a little while. We were, we were chopping it up. And every time I saw Steve, he would say, have you ever been choked out? And we'd talk for a minute. And then eventually I was like, why, why do you keep asking? And he goes, he goes oh, I'm going to get choked out tonight. And I'm like, oh. And then Marvin Vittori comes in the back. And I'm talking to Marvin for a bit. Marvin Vittori is a big, large man. Fighting at 185, I weigh 205. This guy, his arm was as big as my thigh. Just a monster of a person. And then I come to find out, actually, I didn't even know who was choking who out. Uh, and then Steve-O was there. I didn't know, you know, I talked to Steve-O for a while, but he didn't say he was going to. I, I, I would assume was, he is at any point. Well, it was, Steve will do it. As anybody would be to get choked out by a UFC, you know, <laughs> star, was was nervous. I was nervous for him, and he kept asking me like, "How's it feel to get choked out?" And I was like, "You just, you know, it's not the worst, but it's not the best. Like, you just kind of like hold on until you wake up, because you don't know. Like, there's no like, oh, now I'm asleep. You just wake up and you're like, what what happened? You like know? like Johnson, what the fuck happened? Yeah, exactly." So I was uh, saying goodbye to everybody, and I went over to, to Steve, and my dad was telling him how much he, you know, shout out to Happy Dad. My dad has been drinking Miller Lite for 40 years. I've never seen him drink anything else. And he went up to Steve Will Do It, grabbed him on the shoulder, and said, I love Happy Dad. I'm going to go fill my fridge at home with this stuff. So that's a testimony right there. For <laughs> My dad's stuck in his ways. He's not, he's not going to be changing beers, but... He loves Happy Dad. He became a Happy Dad. I'm a Happy Dad who hung out with my Happy Dad while drinking Happy Dad. So shout out to Happy Dad. Dang, I didn't. Ha I hung out with my Happy Dad, and I'm a Happy Dad, but I didn't have any Happy Dad. Yeah, the, the I like the Fruit Punch. Uh, the Fruit Punch is my... Is it like a seltzer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Happy Dad seltzer. But it's 5%. So, you know, uh, we had a... But anyway, we were saying goodbye to Steve Will Do It in the back, and he said, you guys are leaving, and I said, yeah, man, I gotta go. Uh, we were there since like one o'clock and now it's like almost seven. And, uh, he said, no, don't, don't leave. I'm going to get choked out. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I see Marvin Vittori walk over and I'm like, don't tell me this guy's going to get choked out by Marvin Vittori. Holy shit. And then I, we walked back out. Uh, I was with Ellenberger. Uh, he was, you know, hanging out with us cause we got to, we waited to go in the octagon and then, I should have known Steve will, you know, Steve will do it. And, you know, the one and only Steve-O are in there and Bisping and, and Vittori choked them out. And uh, I got a video from the cage that I posted on Fight Junkies. It was just awesome to see. What a night. Steve-O, shout out to Steve-O. Such a gentleman. I mean, the patience this guy had, you know, he's mid-bite, salad in his mouth, holding a plate. People are asking for pictures and... And he, you know, said no problem and took the pictures. Um, I actually made a little joke like, I'll, I'll bother you later. You're eating 
But uh, he took my phone. We took a picture. He made, you know, he was like, turn around, let's get the cage. Just an awesome guy. We, we spoke multiple times throughout the night. Uh, we gave him one of my dad's hats, and he wore a Port Authority police hat the entire night. He was wearing my dad's hat. Um, yeah, so, so shout out to Steve-O. You know, you, you follow somebody's career, you know, 20-something years. Uh, you know, I'm a little older than you, 10 or 12 years. So, you know, I've been following him since, like, the late 90s man oh i've been i've been i've been following him since like the early 2000s but i remember everything from wild boys to to jackass to them airing his drug problem on mtv yeah and sometimes <laughs> you meet people in person after you've you know uh followed them for a long time and it's a disappointment but you know he was just outstanding just a straight gentleman i'd love to get steve-o on fight junkies not just because it's steve-o but because he's an actual super fan of the sport, and this guy watches every single fight, and I know we would have a dope conversation uh, on Fight Junkie. So, and you, you could know. probably choke him out on the show. Uh, I don't know. He's actually a pretty big dude. He's my size, a little taller. Looked great. It looked like he was in great shape. But overall, it was a success. Awesome night. Fight night. You know, you never go in there thinking this is going to be like a pay per view, but it was. It could have been a pay per view. It was spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Um, there's a lot of other things that I can get into. Last week, I spoke a lot about a lot of stuff. But because we do this show twice a week, I don't want to overdo it and then talk about things that I'm just going to rehash out in three days. I do want to ask you uh, if you watched Lomachenko, uh, the fight, the boxing match. No, I'm not going to pay for boxing when I can get UFC for free. Very true. So, no, but I, I know the results and I know the controversy behind it. And I've met Devin Haney has sat in this room before. Yeah. Oh, when you did the boxing. Yeah. So I, I got to meet him. Uh, he was kind of cool. He was a little arrogant, but he and I, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He literally like was his first day back from Australia after becoming undisputed. Yeah. Gotcha. So he probably had a chip on his shoulder of like, I am the man. He has to. Yeah. But like, you know, I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, yeah. And just walked by me. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, you got to have a chip on your shoulder. That's that's cool. But yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm not going to dive into it, but I I thought that it was like 7-5, you know, or 8-4. Eight, eight, I didn't I didn't I didn't think he won, but you know, we leave it to the judges. What are you going to do? I'm really excited for the future future bouts coming out. If you don't know, now you know. Wednesday, May 24th, right? Is that the is the 24th? Yep, Wednesday, May 24th, on Rumble, live, Power Slap is coming back. Shout out Dana White, shout out Power Slap. Super excited to, to tune into that. There's Other than that, there's not too much that went on. I, I'd want to dive into the kids kids at fights thing. Nate Diaz said, uh, got asked once, like, are you, are, you, are you fighting more about, you know, legacy now, or, or are you fighting uh, because of your children? And Nate Diaz said, this ain't for kids. This is the fight game. They don't belong here. Get out of here. This ain't, this ain't for kids. 209. Neither is he. That's why he's out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> take it. Take it. I hope he comes here and chokes you out. <laughs> I, I would let him. I would hope you'd film it. I, I wouldn't let. I would. No disrespect. But you're my guy. I would. We would both get beat up by Nate because I got you back. I'd throw this Conor McGregor pillow at him. He would love that. <laughs> Oh shit, Conor McGregor. You know, it was at the the big fights in Dublin with the champ out there, which is pretty cool. Conor, Conor, um, 
you know, if you didn't know, the Ultimate Fighter is coming back May 30th. Yesterday on our group text, I sent the uh, the link to the YouTube. If, if, if you do care about Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor and the Ultimate Fighter, uh, it airs on the 30th, but yesterday the UFC put out uh, a 30-minute clip, uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff, and it's called Before the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, John Anik is the host, and they did a tremendous job just kind of breaking down how it's going to look and the way that it went. So I'm super stoked for the Ultimate Fighter. That was also done right in the apex. Um, other than that, you got you got anything going on? How's Bizarre Junkies? Everything's been good? Yeah, we uh, we just hit 40K on TikTok this morning. but uh, Awesome. But it's going good. I mean, uh, we have a big interview today and then another big one on Wednesday. And I just had somebody reach out to me and said that they have photo proof of an exorcism that they did. Yeah. Okay. Did you see the <laughs> UFO? Uh, which I one? I, I get, I get so, two of them sent to me now. Diego Sanchez. Diego Sanchez, I want you to... You're, what is he, in Arizona, Albuquerque? Yes. Yeah, so shout out Diego Sanchez. I want you on Fight Junkies because I want to talk about your fighting career, your bare-knuckle career, your one fight you know, against uh, Kevin in Khabib's Eagle FC. But then, on the flip side, you could also go on Bizarre Junkies and talk about all... The aliens that you keep posting all over social media, because apparently you think the next coming of Christ is coming any day now. Maybe it is. Maybe I need to repent a little more. But this guy is going crazy when it comes to posting about aliens. And I hope he's right. I really do. I will get whoever's the champion of the alien race on Fight Junkies, and we will break down his entire career. All right, guys, I don't want to keep everybody too long. We're going to put out some content. We got some more clips of uh, Miranda the Maverick. She's fighting June 10th uh, in Canada on the Amanda Nunes fight, uh, fight card. We're going to be dripping a lot of content this week. I'm also going to be going out to the Las Vegas Strip, baby, and doing some on-site interviews. We're going to ramp it up. Ramp it up. And shout out, we are currently looking for sponsors. I'll be out and about talking to a lot of businesses this week. Uh, we are one of the best and fastest growing MMA podcasts in the world. And my work ethic alone, I have full belief in myself and my team and my family that with consistency being key, there's no way we fail. There's absolutely no way that we fail. I'm going to keep showing up and keep showing up and keep showing up. And that's a promise. So fight junkies, like, share, subscribe. Thanks for listening. I appreciate all of you. Have a good week.